Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Love Podcast, where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Hi, Lauren. Hi. How's it going? It's great. I'm living my best life. We all are. We're doing great stuff. Uh, it's it's that time where we have asked for some listener submissions. Oh, so good. And I think we've got some. We've got so many. Uh, they're... Huh, these stories are lovely, and I'm so excited to share them with you guys. Great. Yeah. I just, like, threw up, like, a, a, a bat signal on my, like, social media, and I was sure. like, theater fam, please help. And my theater friends did not disappoint. Sure. Theater people, if there's one thing, love to talk about themselves, so oh. that is, that's a great, that's a great but thing also, to throw up. like, you know, we talked about it in the last episode, like, theater lends itself to crazy stuff happening. Because of, like, the, just the nature of the activity. So, sure. like, yeah, man, crazy stuff. This is why we do live theater. It's just sure. beautiful. All right. So, what have you got? Um, okay. So, this first story is from Billy. Billy says, I was Brad, one of the nicest kids in town in a production of Hairspray. And one night, my Hairspray can would not stop releasing dry ice spray. <laughs> so, just Amazing. coming out. <laughs> Amazing. And I thought I would put my finger over it to stop it. What a Ooh. choice. Billy. Not dry ice. Billy. Um, So my finger flared up uh, with a water blister. I had to sign an accidental waiver after the show in case I needed to go to the hospital, which makes sense. Yes. Um, Oh, my God. What a painful experience. Also, how do you, like, stay in character when you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Water blister. Like, ah. Well, and also just at a certain point, you gotta just let it go and be like, this is malfunctioning. It's funny. Yeah. Play that up a little. Yeah. Maybe that. Or, or like, go, like, double down and roll it off the stage. Sure. You roll know? it into the pit. Be like, look out below. Sorry, everybody. Sure. I don't know, man. That was, that sounds like a nightmare, though. Oh, Billy. Sure. Yeah. All right. What you got? So, uh, this one is from Sarah. And she says, I was playing Julia in The Wedding Singer. A very underrated show, I feel like. Definitely. Um, I love that show. It's super fun. Uh, check it out. It's very funny. It's super fun. Uh, opening night during the Saturday night in the city number, my dress seam ripped up the back right before I was supposed to walk into the crowd. Oh, shit. Grabbed the guy who was playing my fiance's jacket that just barely covered me and got through without any problems. But, wow. I had about 30 seconds backstage to get the other ja- actor's jacket. I don't even think I told him why until we were backstage again. What a time to be like, excuse me, <laughs> just take your clothes. Sure. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> well, and that's one of those things I feel like we're asking and talking about, like, theater mishaps. Sometimes there is no, like, you're on stage, it's happening. There is no good way to signal to anyone that something is happening. Nope. And unless the person with you is, like, intuitive or they're, like, see it happen where they, like, see your dress rip or something like that, Mm -hmm. you really are trying to cover for yourself, get it taken care of, but, like, not let the audience know, which sometimes means not letting people on stage with you know. So it's just a confusing time and, like, a very good exercise in everybody covering and, you know, doing those things. Dude, costume mishaps, too, especially when you're using, like, a vintage costume that's, like, maybe a little bit old. Like, it's really scary. Like, especially if your zipper is, like, kind of whack. So I'm trying to think. We had, uh, this is, like, a high school show I helped with, but our, we we were doing Bye Bye Birdie and one of the kids, like, who was playing Birdie, his zipper could not, would not stay up. And so his on his pants. pants okay, yes. great. And so it was always like a thing where maybe in an adult show, that's like a funny thing because He's Birdie is like always trying to like get his zipper up. In a high school show, it's wildly inappropriate. Sure is. And just a tough time. Yeah. So uh, always, uh, you know, costume mishaps happen yeah. and how you handle them. This girl did a great job. No, that's a good cover. I, um, over the summer I did Freaky Friday and the, the daughter has a real quick costume change. 
and she went backstage to do her costume change. Uh, I have like a in- interaction with the mom slash grandma, and then she leaves. And I was just, like, on stage by myself, and it was taking way longer than it normally was. And I was like, oh, no, something has gone wrong. I improvised this weird monologue that I don't remember. Good. You blacked Uh, out and did it. Great job. And it was, like, it wasn't funny. It was, like, a very sad time where I'm, like, talking to dead dad. It was, it was something. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Next story is from Cody. I love the story. Sure. Um, I was in a production of Escanaba in the Moonlight playing The Ranger, which is like a hilarious show. That's it is. very funny local to Michigan. Uh, I'm sure people have seen it outside of Michigan, but when you're in Michigan, you're like, oh, this is great. Um, near the end of Act 1, there's a scene where I start singing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot while almost in a trance and start getting undressed. Um, everything goes fine, and I'm wearing a pair of heart boxer shorts with regular boxers underneath. Sure. Right? A uh, theater double. thing. Always double up. Double wrap. Under, uh, double up that underwear situation. Oh, so, so important. Yep. Um, well, on this particular night, after taking my pants off with no issue, as I go lay down on the couch, couch sorry, my boxer shorts and uh, regular boxers ran down, showing the entirety of my butt to the audience. There was a group of old ladies in the front row that started hooting and hollering as my shorts sure. ran down. Amazing. I love First it. of all, oh great that they hooted and hollered and not yeah. booed. Is that right? Like, what a compliment to be like. It is a compliment. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things where the double shorts, oh, it has it to be. turned on you, I guess. Well, it did. I mean, you did all the right things, Cody, and you still, it still got bit in the ass a little. Literally. No pun intended. So. Bit. Uh, no, I, the boxer shorts thing is always funny to me because there are shows in which you end up in your boxers and this was not a show, but, um, a, a performing choir group, uh, when I was in high school and they had this whole number where they like, girls are singing and the boys are like basically taking off their pants and they all had like smiley face boxers on. Great. And at the end of the girl song, they like bend over and show the boxers. Uh-oh. And as my friend was like taking his boxers down or taking his pants down, just caught on the boxers and just mooned everybody. There it is. And, I mean, this was unfortunate because his name was Jack. So then they just called him Jack McCrack forever. So, anyway, uh, always double up. Always Sorry, make sure Jack. you got a you got a situation that's, you know, good down there. Oh, boy. Uh, Cody, will, you're a lesson to be learned from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kayla, this one's from Kayla. Uh, During Bonnie and Clyde, I had some ridiculous quick changes and a fellow cast member always helped me through them. There was one night where she happened to forget, so I did my biggest quick change alone, tripped over something, fell into the drum set, the band was behind the set, slammed my knee on a corner of the stage, and somehow made it on stage on time, but the audience totally heard the whole ordeal. <laughs> bah ha ha ha. Yeah, the bah ha ha is an important part of it. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was it like to be the audience member in that moment and be like... Is, What's is happening? Everybody okay back there? Well, yeah. this is an interesting thing where this the part that catches my eye is that a fellow cast member forgot. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times, like even in shows that we're, you're only doing a weekend of, or you know, if you have a longer run, certainly I feel like those things happen. But mm-hmm. for some reason, and I love an actor. It's you know, I have a whole company. Like I love actors, but man, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we forget. You're like where and crew too to a certain extent where. You just are like, I forgot. We, I have, I had, we did a show, we did Sound of Music one year in which Art Liesel was chatting backstage and just forgot to come on during <laughs> uh, my favorite things during the rainstorm. Good. She comes in and does the whole, like, Maria catches her climbing up the window yeah. and she's wet and Maria's like, go change. 
She never came back. (laughs) She just never came back. She was talking to our costumer backstage. Uh, So it's like one of those funny things where she's like, I forgot. Yep. And you're like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, and I have done that where like, there is one, I'm always like a person that's like, kind of has a hard time saying no to like, if someone needs help with something backstage. So like, I'm always like, yeah, I totally have time for that. And then I realize later I don't. don't. So like, typically I try and make it work, but there was one time where I was... I just was juggling too much and forgot to help a buddy with a costume change. And I, like, had to go back later and be like, dude, I am so sorry. Oh, my God. Sure. Did they fall into a drum set, though? I mean, I think that's the other takeaway from this is (laughs) of all the things you could fall into, like, instrument-wise. Drums, the best. Loudest. Yeah. The most loud. (laughs) Amazing. All right. This next story comes from Bill. Uh, Scary moment during Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. We had a senior woman playing Head Wolf. I don't know this show. Like, I, I know sure. the story about uh, it, um, Head Wolf. I don't know what is the Head like Wolf the is head either. Is it the Head of the Wolf, or is it, like, a Head Wolf? No, I think, like, leader. The leader, the leader of, of the, of the yes. Wolves. Yes, yes. Okay, great. Um, I don't know why that's important. But in one scene, she attacks Peter, but is killed. Last night, backstage, I hear, howl, 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 ah! And then eerie silence. She walks sideways after being stabbed. And right off stage, okay, she hit three wooden steps. An ambulance was called and showed, and the show was paused for an extended break. So she actually got injured. And so she fell off the stage. And is that what happened? Hurt. Okay, yes, she fell off the stage. Uh, howl, howl, ah, <laughs> dead quiet. Yikes! Sure, and, and an ambulance like that's not just like well, I stub my toe. No, and I mean, let's be real. That is. What in the world? Okay, well, fun. It was terrifying. There's, like, that video that was going around for a while of, like, was it the dog or was it the little girl in The Wizard of Oz that just, like, walked right off the stage? Correct. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That was, uh, it was very it happens more often than I think people think. Yeah. And it's just one of those things of, like, why? Or like, why, there was why, a video why? going around of, like, a Helen Keller who, like, yes. just walked yes. out in character and then came yep. back on in character. And I was like, wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Arlena? Arlena. Sure. Uh, during, this is, this is, this is going to be maybe good because it's a little long. Uh, during my (laughs) senior year, I played Aunt Eller in Oklahoma. My best friend, Matt, played Judd Fry. He was kind of a big guy. In the scene where Judd dies, some of the guys were to put him on the gurney and carry him off. It took four of them to do this and they had to work. So Judd dies and they run off to get the gurney. They're gone for a longer time than usual while things are just kind of stalled on stage Everyone's reacting for a really long time to Judd's death, which is a tough thing because nobody liked him, so no one's sad. Yeah, it's a very awkward if anything, thing they're to like, improvise. <laughs> yeah, like, awkward that he died, but also not that I Sure. They run back on without the gurney, unable to find it, sure. and make up some line about having to carry him off without the gurney. So then we have to watch as four high school boys attempt to pick up this big senior guy by his arms and leg and carry him off stage. I want to point out big is an all caps. It is an all caps. big. Uh, right. Meanwhile, Anneller and Lori have to have a serious talk about what just happened. It's true. It's very weird. <laughs> it's an uh, I have never used so many facial muscles in my life in an effort to not bust out laughing hysterically as these boys struggle off stage, basically dragging the body of Judd Fry. <laughs> That's, uh... <sighs> well, it's an interesting thing because... So, there's no line that he has to be... On a gurney. So that's no. an interesting choice. Well, I think because he was so big that maybe the gurney was necessary. Um, sure. I do think that, like, I feel like this is, like, a family guy moment where, like, they're all sitting there and, like, the silence is going on 
way too long. And well, the audience is like, what do we I'm do? I'm more interested about these four gentlemen off stage going, where is the gurney? <laughs> yeah. What do we do? What's going on? Um, candidly, we just did a, we, I have done Oklahoma and our Judd, not big guy, but just, we didn't have a ton of people. We did sort of a smaller cast. And if you read the script very carefully, Judd is not dead until after. Like oh. it says, get him to the, get him to the truck so we can take him to dock, blah, blah, blah. And then when they come back, I think Slim or Ike or one of those characters on Eller looks at him and he's like, you didn't make it. So oh. technically, it doesn't die on stage. And so we had our Judd kind of like limp off. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I don't think I ever knew sure. that. Every time I've ever seen the show, he he's dies. Just dead. <laughs> yeah. If you look at, if you read the text, it is. Uh, um. Oh man, and like, don't come for me if I am actually wrong. But it says he. It does. No, there's no indication that he's dead. Dead. Like, like Curly, I think listens to his chest or something and is like, oh. But then they're like, get him to my truck and we'll take him to Doc with so and so's house. Then they all leave. The gentlemen, like, take him off stage, and yeah. then they come back, and Ann Eller goes, so blah, blah, and they go, he didn't make it, or they say something like that. Gotcha. So, um, that is, uh, people thinking about doing this, you don't want to have to drag a body off stage. Read into that. Think See, about it. Have him limp. That's right. All right. Um, this next story is from Bert. Um, Bert says, the last show I performed in before COVID was Bye Bye Birdie in 2019. I played a few different roles, including Ed Sullivan slash the announcer and the mayor. And I believe in this production, I was in this production. Um, we did like Ed Sullivan did, and I think this is maybe typical of most Bye Bye Birdie productions, a little like, hey, welcome to this theater. Please turn off your phones. Uh, we're in 1950. There were no cell phones, etc. Sure, the pre-show announcements. Yeah, pre-show announcements and things. Uh, that was the Ed Sullivan impression. And he was also the mayor. So just before the show started, I made typical announcements, reading them live, hidden inside a movable wing almost like the inside of a phone booth. Um, the character of Rosie was waiting with me, waiting to make her entrance in the opening scene, uh, along with another young actress. On this particular night, I got to my place a few minutes early to get things set up, and due to both some nervousness and probably not eating much, I let out a, <laughs> a rather long and large fart. Yeah, man. Oh, no. It says, I didn't hold back. Literally seconds later, Rosie and the other young lady... Uh, entered the small booth area. I was horrified, but couldn't really say anything. And very soon after that, the performance began. I'm certain they smelled it due to the confined space and the veracity of my effort. Bert. <laughs> As the phrase says, the show must go on. <laughs> I mean, Bert. First of all, what a choice. Bert. Because regardless of timing, like, you got in there early. Yeah. You still knew that those you two ladies coming. were going to be joining you at any minute. And also, a couple oh, a couple minutes early, I don't even think you do that if you're, like, in there an hour before anyone. Like, you're in a confined it's space a that booth. doesn't breathe. Yeah. It's not going to dissipate. And I know... Uh, with full authority that the young woman that played Rosie in this production has a very strong sense of smell. Indeed. Spoiler alert, it's me. And Indeed. I, here's the thing. I don't remember this, but uh, I, at the time, I'm sure I did. <laughs> well, it, again, I enjoyed that he described it as a long and large fart. Yeah, long and large and didn't hold back. Um, and, and then the veracity of my effort is like my It's very good. Sure. I that's love it, Bert. that's one of those that's not a mishap so much as a thing a situation you created. That's Bert. a choice. That was a choice. But uh again, so sorry for the people with you. That seems terrible. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, all right. Uh this one is from Robbie. 
Uh, here is one of my craziest theater stories, my friends. Uh, my Los Angeles agent, who was not in charge of anything theater and only TV and film, sent me on a musical Broadway audition while I was back in New York at the age of 21. I kept telling her over and over I don't sing in that arena. She promised me that the part was not called for singing and I fit the look. My gut felt she was off and didn't get New York theater at all, but what did I know, really? You're 21. 21. You're like, great. Uh, I wasn't an agent, and maybe she had some inside info I didn't. When she sent me the side, she told me it was uh, in front of one of the biggest Broadway casting people, so do her proud. What? No! So, <laughs> in all caps. In all caps Amazing. and exclamations. Yeah. Uh, so I got the sides and headed down to Times Square for Doomsday. I walk in and it's just it's just as anyone would picture. A scene out of fame where all these singers are standing in the hallway of the, an old building. Some are on the fire escape warming up their singing voices and just belting the most beautiful voices. Me? I had absolutely no song prepared. I was so freaked out. Called my agent again and she told me just go in. This is an opportunity. They called my name and I walked into a huge room with three casting people and the head huge Broadway casting guy. I stood there with locked knees as he asked me to do my lines. I did that and then he said, so what song did you bring? I was so embarrassed and told him what I was told. You could sense the eye roll. So here was this huge, well-known Broadway casting guy telling me just stand there and sing the ABC. Oh my god! <laughs> so humiliating oh. and one of, and one story of New York theater I will never forget. I would never be able to. I would never be one to call my agent and say "told you so," but I kind of did. Yeah, she did hear from them and halfway apologized. Oy vey! Oh my gosh! Okay, who is this? Who do you think the well-known guy is? You think it's like Scott Rudin or something like that? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> she's a fantastic actress. Sure, but I've never known her to be like a musical singer. Singer. Okay, yeah. so not your fault. And also, in a fun way, ABCs is like maybe the most patronizing thing. Yeah. Um, occasionally we, I have had auditions where people have not prepared, even though we like put it out there and be like prepared, but, prepare this. um, we, I enjoy happy birthday. I, yeah, I usually have that octave birthday. jump. And you've got just some intervals that are important to think about. Yeah. Uh, Hope but this ABCs. is like, uh, in a way where maybe this is a cautionary tale of like, trust your gut. Robbie, you had a gut feeling about this. And you should have just been like, I'm sick. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Uh, 21, you know, still very, you know, that's a good age to learn to trust your gut. Yeah. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, what a terrible time. And I have like secondary embarrassment. I know. It all the way over cool. here for you. And also a little jealousy because I'm like, man, what a what a great opportunity she had. And then she was like, A, B, C, D. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you got to go for it. Yeah, for sure. Love it. All, all right. right. Um, this next session I want to call uh, Pit Stories from Stacy. Stacy is a buddy of mine who um, does a lot of playing in pit orchestras in the area. And um, she she gave me three stories, and I I was promised more. So, Stacy, if you're listening, I want more every time we do one of these episodes. So, um, get at me. Thanks so much. So, here are a few. First is from The Sound of Music. She says, it was a long run. I got a little stir-crazy and made goat puppets on a stick, oh. etc. Um, but I rewrote the words to Edelweiss uh, to, and made it a song entitled Anal Wipes. Great. Uh, I printed out a lyric sheet for everyone in the pit, got there early, attached it to each member of the pit's page to Edelweiss, and nobody saw it until we turned the page to play. Amazing. Which I love. Uh, what does Stacy play? Um, woodwind instruments. Okay. And usually it's multiple, so... Sure, of course. Bassoon is her, like, main instrument, oh, okay. but she does, like, you know, clarinet, blues, Sure, of course. All the things. Okay. Uh, woodwind, in, you are unfamiliar with pit's 
a lot of times you get a read one mm-hmm. and a read two, and those people are playing sometimes read three and four. Sure, yes. are playing several instruments to cover those things. And she is so good at all of them. So good. Uh, I like that she. I mean, here's the thing. I would never condone this in a short run nah. because you have too many things that you have not rehearsed. But in a long run, yeah, and you are like you know it. You could play it with your eyes closed. You don't. You've done this a thousand times. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, man. Uh, this is great. Um, I really enjoy anal wipes. I think I'd love to hear <laughs> the rest uh, of the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get the lyrics. Stacy, send us, send us those lyrics. Um, no, this one also from Stacy. Sweet charity. In the middle of a number, we all sense distress from our drummer in the middle of a song. He's playing while away while simultaneously projectile vomiting. Oh, my God. Vomit was coming off the drum as he was hitting it while puking. Oh, my God. Somebody found him a bag, and he continued to play while puking into the bag. Wow. He was not drunk or hungover, just genuinely sick. Oh, I don't know which one's worse. Uh, I enjoy that. Maybe because we're talking about a drummer, she felt she needed to... <laughs> Clarify yeah. that he was not drunk or hungover. Not drunk or hungover, just which I'm going to tell you. Sure, drummers story checks out. Yep. Um, yep. First of all, great job continuing to play. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Very good. Uh, I, I, so the fun thing about drumming is you do you can lose a stick and you kind of have to figure out how to just keep it going. But vomiting That's while puke thing. is bouncing off the drum oh. as you hit it. Just the image. Um, Sure, trigger warning to all those people out there that don't like puke, but yep. um, I mean, truly a feat. Yeah, that's uh, that's some impressive commitment right there. Also, good job whoever found a bag. Yeah, there's usually nothing in the pit except for people's like instrument cases, and that's it. What if it was an instrument case? Oh bag? no, that's oh, sad. Gross. I hope it wasn't. I hope I hope it was just like in my head. It was like a plastic bag from like Target. Sure, where someone like had to buy batteries for the stand lights. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully that. Hopefully it's that. Good job, uh-huh. drummer. We're proud of you. We are really proud. So, this is a uh, third from Stacy, third and final from Stacy, uh, during a production of Jesus Christ Superstar. I was sitting in one of, uh, nope. I was sitting in front of one of my more vulgar friends about a minute or so until the downbeat, before the downbeat. And my friend asked me to check out this new video. I turn around and he's got it queued up to the loudest part of the grapefruit video. Yes, that grapefruit video. It was still new and I had yet to see it. Um, I had to turn around and start the show after that. Buddy, I don't know what the grapefruit video is. Sure. I'm going to tell you. I have no idea. We, I can, I'm not going to describe it because it feels like not the right place uh, for that. I, I'm also not going to tell people to Google it. Don't do that. So, I don't want to know. I'm, I'm a little scared. Of if it, you yeah. know, you know. If you don't know and you have a safe search on your uh, browser, maybe use that. Um, but that is a fun and a rough, maybe also right before Jesus Christ Superstar, right? Maybe a rough time, uh, to like see that and then get right into Jesus. <laughs> Hop into Jesus. Um, uh, well, you sure. know, rock Jesus. All right. Rock so Jesus. the last few stories I have are more like bullet points from my own experiences that my friends were like, Hey, remember this time we did this thing? Like I posted sure. this like call to action and a lot of my high school friends were like, Oh my God, remember all this crazy stuff we got into? And like, truly I had not remembered because it has been not like so long, but I've done so much theater in between now and high school that I, of course. Forgotten. Um, so the first one is actually not a high school story. It is, um, the, is from the Michigan premiere of spring awakening. We were performing in a theater, but it was a concert venue primarily, I think, as well as, like, sometimes a theater space. So we, the venue had, like, double booked some things. So we were scheduled to perform from, like, 7 to 10 or 9.30 or something. 
And then at 9.30, there was a Trick Trick concert coming in. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we, I remember, like, we did our final curtain call, and as we were, like, leaving the stage, Trick Trick's people were, like, rolling up. And we, we had to, like, gather all of our things very quickly out of the theater and then go to, like, the the home theater space down the street to like greet our friends and our patrons and they like shooed people out sure. of the space gotta to get like, it ready for trick, trick, trick is trick. coming and it was such a weird like just a bananas experience and then I remember we came in the next day for our next show and it was a whole mess like Trick Trick had left every possible thing you yeah can man think they're of. rock and roll no it like there was like I think a little pile of coke in the corner like it was it amazing was, yeah no it was a real mess smelly what went on in there we don't know respect the guy for his music but buddy you gotta clean your clean your shit so yeah trick trick is a thing maybe we call it a day here sure and then we have an episode where we ask for high school stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So uh, if you have, just so that we can stretch this out as long as possible, uh, if you have high school stories, uh, we'd love to hear them. High school theater is its own beautiful, crazy, oh, silly thing. Ridiculous. And Send me your high school weird right. story. Well, and just in a way in where uh, high school theater is not duplicated. Like, it's different than college theater. It's different than amateur professional all those things it's just it's its own little being of whatever it is it's wonderful uh it's a wonderful weird ass time uh so if you have your high school if you have any high school theater stories and i know you do because high school was like a hot mess of a time we heard some today dragging a big judd off stage uh certainly uh like i said it's a time where hormones are running free and crazy things happen so if you have a high school theater story we would love to hear it uh send it to us at downstageleftpc at gmail.com you can go to our website downstageleftpodcast.com send it there directly submit your stuff and uh who knows we might read it on another episode uh i mean we are gonna read it that's the whole thing we are that's the point we want to read them yeah um i would like to point out that i did edit some of these for clarity and length but, uh, sure, and to protect the names protect and faces. Names. No, just kidding. <laughs> Didn't use any any names for sure. If you're sending us something and we don't know you personally, please also include your pronouns so that we can get those right. Yes. We don't want to offend anybody. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much. that's important for us. It so, is. guys, uh, follow us on the socials. Downstage Left PC on all the socials. On all the socials. Send us an email. Check out our website, downstageleftpodcast.com. Exit stage left with vomit on a drum. Bye. Bye. <laughs>